Luke. We've been in Luke chapter 11. We're going to stay there a little longer. Luke chapter 11, verse 33. If you've got your Bibles, turn with me over there. I don't know, I don't know when I started this. I, I really didn't intend. I had no intentions of it kind of becoming what it's been becoming, but sometimes we just need the Lord to lead us. And to get, jump into the Gospels and to start, to start to learn. But Luke chapter 11, Blake, have we got it? Verse 33. No one lights a lamp and puts it in a place where it will be hidden or under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand so that those who come in may see the light. Your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eyes are healthy, your whole body also is full of light. But when they are unhealthy, your body also is full of darkness. See to it then that the light within you is not darkness. Therefore, if your whole body is full of light and no part of it dark, it will be just as full of light as when a lamp shines its light on you. You know, what wants to jump right out at me again is how the Lord wants us to take account of our heart. Did anybody catch that? See to it that the light within you is not darkness. Who see to it? Us. Make sure that what's in there is not darkness. How is one way we can determine whether it's darkness? How can we determine what's in our heart? Listen to what's coming out of your mouth. Good fruit can't come from a bad tree. And a bad tree can't produce good fruit. And just the reverse, bad fruit can't come from a good tree. And all the time the Lord's saying, look at your fruit, listen to your mouth, look at your heart. What kind of light is coming from you? Make sure it's not darkness. As we start to explore here in Luke, verse, Luke chapter 11, verse 33, it says, No one lights a lamp and puts it in a place where it will be hidden or under a bowl. Instead, he puts it on its stand. The lamp that scripture here is referring to is you. We is me. We are the lamp. Right? And no one lights a lamp and puts it under a bowl. Or anywhere else for that matter. If you're a Christian, you are blessed because Jesus has lighted or has lit your lamp. There's a moment in every Christian's history when Jesus lights your lamp. It's when you come and you give your heart to Christ. Just had a discussion today how our wording sometimes gets messed up with salvation and how we've turned it into come into my heart. Um, and many times people get hung up with that because it's not in Scripture. But I'm going to argue that for just a minute because I think it is in Scripture. He says he stands at the door and knocks, and anyone who will open that door, he will come in. Now, so many times in our life is the door referred to as the heart. So I see that as inviting him in. Inviting, we got to invite him in somewhere, and we have used, I guess, for children's illustrations or even for adult, that that's your heart. It's your, your mind, your will, your, your soul, your, who you are. Will you invite Christ in? So don't let that hang you up. I think that the man on the cross next to Jesus who did not pray the sinner's prayer nor walked an aisle, he just said, I believe you're the son of God. That was enough. God looks at the heart. 
He looks at the heart. And when you ask him in, he comes in. And when he comes in, he lights you up. I've had some people in my office this week that's lit up. Lit up by Jesus filling their heart. And now that you're lit, you don't need to sit under a bowl. You are the lamp. Jesus has lit that lamp when you became a Christian. And you know, Christians aren't born Christians. You can't inherit a true belief in Jesus. If you could, I would have gotten it. Because nobody prayed for me more to have Jesus than my mama. And if she could have done it for me, plus my dad, they would have done it for me. If I could do it for my kids, I would. Why? Because they need it. I do not want them to go to hell. I want them to have a wonderful life filled with the light of the Lord. But it doesn't work that way. In God's kingdom, God wants you individually to choose. And not just pray a prayer. Choose. Make a decision and walk that decision out. You know, being born into a Christian family certainly does help. If a child's parents are good Christians, they most likely will expose their child to some good Christian values and teaching. But that will not make them a Christian. If you're a Christian, there was some point in your life where you invited Christ into your life. Made a decision to turn from your way of living to his. And when you received true forgiveness and the light of Je- that's when the light of Jesus came into you. And I bet a weaver has gone up to, uh, gone up to uh, worship with the people from Awakening tonight with our youth. I'll just tell you, I've forgiven weaver. He knows I have. The per- uh, that's not much of a story, except that Weaver's terrible. Since he's not in here, he's terrible at uh, uh, frisbee golf. Hey, you're- <laughs> come on in here. Uh, listen, I'll tell it to your face. I won't talk about you. I will, but if you're in here. At the time, Weaver was terrible. Well, I'm pretty bad too now. I threw, I threw with Justin for the first time in two years and I was, I was terrible. So you and I would be a good pair out there. So I was standing by the basket thinking this is the safest place I could be. No way Weaver's going to throw it this way because I'm, I'm, I'm at the target. He's not going to hit the target. And I had bent down to pick up my disc. And sure enough, we probably had 12 people out there with us. It was a lot. And somebody yelled four, and I look up, and I catch it right in the nose. And I mean, just blood goes everywhere, and they're all hee-hawing, laughing. And I'm down on the ground. I'd blacked out for a minute and was down on the ground and pulled my hands back, and here's all this blood. And then all of a sudden, they're like, (laughs) some of them are still laughing. They've already got their text messages out. The whole town has already heard about it before I can get to the office to to clean myself up. Anyway. I've forgiven you. <laughs> I don't know. I might have been a little mad. When you don't forgive, he's, he's not the one being hurt by it. I am. He's not walking around with it. I am. 
I'm the one with my prayers being hindered. I'm the one that's got something shut down between me and God. Not because God doesn't love me, not because God won't forgive me, but because when I don't forgive, I shut that off. That's a word for somebody. Forgive. God knows what's happened. Forgive. That's a whole side issue. We can never, we can't be a Christ follower and and carry unforgiveness. Our light won't shine carrying unforgiveness. Okay, where was I? I've forgiven you, Weaver. I told him I didn't forgive him, so I'm telling him again, I forgive him. Okay. No one, certainly not God, puts the light that he lit under a bowl. Verse 33 goes on to say, instead. Instead, he puts it on its stand so that those who come in may see the light. So Jesus lit your lamp and put you on your stand. Well, what's your stand? What's your Christian stand? What do you stand for? Do you stand for anything? If you heard, uh, what's his name? Um, Aaron Tippin. You got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. Stand up, somebody, stand up. What do we here at Church on the Hill stand for? Jesus has given us a stand so those who come in may see the light. May see what? May see Him. Jesus wants the world to see him through you. William Wilberforce and others made a stand against slavery. Martin Luther King made a stand against racial oppression. William Booth made a stand when he established the Salvation Army. And there are so many in this world where people have made stands. Somebody was in my office today saying, It's time for me to make a stand. Hallelujah, you get me excited talking like that. God's called me. I'm ready to go do something. Well, good. Go do it. Let me encourage you and go do it. It's one thing to say I'm going to do it. It's another thing to do it. I want you to recognize the prodigal had to say, I will get up and walk out of here and I will go home to my father because it's better there than it is here. That wasn't enough. He had to get up and walk out. We got some walking to do. When it comes to looking after the poor in this town, where do we stand? When it comes to the homeless in our city, where do we stand? When it comes to making peace with the enemy, where do we stand? When it comes to sinners coming in the church and sinners being around you in your work, where do you stand? Where do you stand? Do, does your light shine? But when you take your stand on these issues, does the light of Jesus Christ shine from you or is there a hint of darkness? Things get so tense this time of year when, when it's an election year. Republican and Democrat. Come on, somebody make a stand. They had a, I watched, I'm not even going to say it. They, it. It's just a lot of junk. I, I, I kind of like character and integrity. 
and being somebody that'll do what you say you'll do. That's, that's, that's the way I've got to live. Somebody make a stand. Heard, uh, heard somebody say, I don't know that I can get this right. That the reason that, that America is in a decline is because of our culture. It's not because of necessarily the economy. It's not because of governmental issues. It's because of our culture and where our culture is going. Uh, just, chew, just chew on that. Just chew on that one for a minute. When you take a stand... When you stand up and talk about political issues or, or uh, issues at your work um, or financial issues, is it light that's shining or is there some darkness? Verse 34 says, your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eyes are good, your whole body also is full of light. And the word eye here means understanding of the word of God. I want you to catch that. When your eye is good, it affects the whole body. When your understanding of God's word is good, it affects the whole body. When, when your understanding or your eye is good through the word of God, the whole body will be full of the light of Jesus Christ. But when they are bad, your body is also full of darkness. Maybe a challenge to some of us is when we take our stand on, a, on an issue... Maybe when we encounter groups within our city that you don't approve of hanging out in the streets, let me ask you, what would Jesus say to these people? I've had some discussion this week over homosexuality. Let me tell you, it's a sin. But let me also tell you, they, they, there is a place for them here in this church. The sinner has a place in this church. Jesus didn't come for the people with no sin. Jesus came for the people with sin. I just want to encourage you, be careful how judgmental you are. We, we were sinners. We were sinners. We, we still fall down every now and then, don't we? And who, who's the first to, to, to greet us right back into his arms? Jesus Christ. He's not standing there ready to stone us. He's standing there ready to forgive us. Do you see the difference in how we might could see a hint of darkness in us when, when, when certain things approach us that might... might in our, in our minds, be off? They might be off. Sin is sin. Listen, I'm not trying to say sin is not sin. Sin is sin. It's wrong. You need to stop. You need to repent. You need to get on the right track. But Jesus came for the sinner. He died on the cross for the sinner. His blood was shed to cleanse us of our sin. Is the church not the place for a sinner? Yes, it is. It's the best place for a sinner. This isn't in my notes. You're just going to have to forgive me. But we need to be careful that we receive the lost. It's easy to say the lost because we think of a lost puppy. The lost is sinners. 
we're praying for the lost to come in here and get saved. Well, that means we've got to be able to receive the sinner. Jesus went in and ate with them. We're not to allow them to have impact, to have influence on us. We're to have influence on them. That's where the light makes a difference in them. When our light shines, what is our light? The understanding of God's Word. When that shines, it lights up the whole room. You can't hide from it. See to it then that the light within you is not darkness. See to it then that the light within you is not darkness. He's told us that we have to have good understanding of his word. And now he's telling us to be obedient to his word. He says, check the light. See to it that it's not darkness. How do we see to it that it's not darkness? By obeying his word. I want you all to know I don't. That, I believe, is where this church is. The Lord just keeps taking me to the point of will we hear his word and will we do it? We will do it. See to it that the light within you is not darkness, that it's not evil. Sometimes I'll get challenged being a pastor People throwing scripture at me, kind of twisting it in the way that they want it twisted. Have you ever heard this? Do, do unto others as they do to you, only do it first. <laughs> only beat them to the punch, right? Do it to them before they can do it to you. No, it's do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Let's not get into evil because of lack of understanding of the Word of God. If the light's going to shine, the only way for the light to shine, number one, is to receive Christ. Number two, for your eyes to be affected by understanding of God's Word. How can we have understanding of God's Word if we're not in it? Pastor, here you go again. Yes, here I go again. You need to be in the Word. I believe there is something about your obedience of just reading the word. I believe just in that obedience, God starts sending your problems elsewhere. Out of obedience to his word. Not only that, he will also equip you that when they come inside your circle, you can fight them off. You remember my story from Sunday morning? You can identify that sin like it's a cherry sitting on the top of whipped cream on an ice cream, on a milkshake. Sarah Beth could identify, I don't want that. When we are in the Word, you will identify sin like that. When you're not in the Word, it will slip past your lips, onto your tongue, down to your stomach, like choice morsels that taste good. Let's not get into evil because of lack of understanding. And let's not do evil things. There is nowhere in the teachings of Christ where Christians are given the license or the blessing to mistreat anyone. 
Let's see to it that the light in us is not darkness. And then it ends in verse 36 saying, Therefore, if your whole body is full of light and no part of it dark, it will be completely lighted as when the light of a lamp shines on you. Have you ever heard the, the uh, teaching or the expression, whenever you see the word therefore, you look what it's there for? If your whole body is full of light and no part of it in dark, it will be completely lighted. Why? As when the light of a lamp shines on you. The light shines on you. That's the promise for all Christians. The blessings of Jesus Jesus Christ himself will be on you. That's what the word of God is for. That's what the understanding of God's Word is for. That's what obedience of the Word is for. It's so that the light of Jesus will shine on you. It's time to let the light shine. It's time to get into the Word and to have understanding of the Word. And do you know how, you, how we get understanding of the Word? By the Holy Spirit. By the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's the teacher. You may say, Pastor, I I read it and I don't understand it. Pray. Holy Spirit, I'm going to read. And I've had a hard time understanding what I read. Help me, Holy Spirit. And read it again. And read it again. I'm telling you, you'll get it. Do you know, when I was reading the the one-year Bible, I didn't really get it the first year. Second year, it started, it started coming to life in me. By the third year, I was really starting to get it. Now I'm on my 11th or 12th year. Now I really feel like I'm starting to get it. Every year is more. It just keeps building and building and building and building. I feel like I'm just putting up walls of protection as I read. What you know is I, I, I will read my one-year Bible around this church. I just walk circles around the church. I feel like I'm, I, I don't pray for the walls of Jericho to fall down because I don't want the walls of the church to fall down. But I do pray that the walls of demonic activity, that the walls that are hindering you, that are, that are up against you, I pray for you. That as I walk around this building and pray, the church is not a building, the church is you. And when I'm praying, I'm not praying for this building, I'm praying for you. And I'm walking around the wall. I'm, walking, I'm trying to walk around your spiritual walls, my spiritual walls, the spiritual walls of this church, praying for you. Not just praying, reading the Word of God, speaking the Word of God. So many times I'll read a psalm and think, that's good. Let me just say that out loud. And I'll just say that as I'm going around. As your pastor, I do have a, a place to play in your life. But you know what? You've got to play the, you've got to play the part of your life. I can't play that part. I'm not supposed to play that part. Jesus died on the cross. The veil was torn so that you don't have to go through anything. You go directly to him. Get in the word. Let your light shine. Get it on a stand. Start standing up. And when you stand, what's coming out of your mouth? Is it darkness or is it light? Uh, we're about to have a, you, you know, this men's retreat coming up. And I believe it's going to be a good gut check. You ever heard that word gut check? We're going to find out what's in us. It's going to be funny. I go out in the hallway and, man, I got people talking trash to me all over the place out there. One, I, I say I'm a big competitor. They take that personally and they, they're ready to fight. Well, come on. I don't, I, I don't mean fight. I mean compete. <laughs> oh, 
bring it on. We're going to have some fun. Let your light shine. Pray for sunny weather, May the 19th. Anybody agree with me on that? I pray for sunny weather in your life. I pray for the light to shine. Pray for the light of Jesus Christ to shine on you, to identify in you what you need to deal with and deal with it. And let your light shine. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word, and I thank you that you have lit our light. When we ask you, Jesus, to come into our heart, Lord, when we ask you to be our Lord and Savior, Lord Jesus, you came in and and lit our lamp. Just ask you, Lord, to help us to discern darkness in our life, and Lord, to repent, to come clean, not be judgmental. But Lord, to let our light shine. Jesus, you came for the sinner. You came for the hurting. You came for the brokenhearted. You came for those that were in need. Lord Jesus, you have, you have lit our lamps so that we could help those that are hurting, so that we could help those that are in need, so we could show them Jesus. Let this city see Jesus through us. Because our light is light and not darkness. I just thank you for this church. I just plead the blood of Jesus over this church. And I just speak that no, any demonic activity just be broken and stopped. Thank you for breakthrough over our church. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Y'all have a great week.